Now, regardless of the few or numerous broken promises you've had to live through from authority figures, maybe a government official or politician or a spouse or a parent or a child or maybe a boss at work, I have good news for you. There is an authority figure who keeps his promises. He doesn't break a single promise. His name is God, God Almighty. My name is Patrick Kuchio from Sitam Church Online. I invite you to join me in this conversation as we talk about the promises of God. Now, God is a covenant-making and covenant-keeping God. He is a God who initiates covenants and keeps covenants. He's a God who makes promises, but he also keeps promises. This makes him stand out from any other authority figure that you can possibly imagine. But allow me just to highlight three things about the promises of God. Number one, God's promises are not subject to time or circumstances. God's promises are not subject to time or circumstances. In the book of Joshua, we are introduced to an elderly person who, by the time he's speaking, he has stunned 85 years. And he had to wait for the promise of God to be fulfilled for 45 years. God speaks to him a promise when he is 40. And when he turns 85 years old, he lays claim to God's promise. You can easily have written him off on account of his age or on the account of time. You probably would have said, 45 years waiting for God's promise, that is a long hell of a time. You would have said, but hey, old man, you are 85. Why bother to lay claim of God's promise? Now you read about this elderly person. His name is Caleb. And he speaks to Joshua in the book of Joshua chapter 14 verse 9 to 10. He says this, So on that day Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the desert. So here I am today, 85 years old. God's promises are not subject to time or circumstances. Probably God made you a promise and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting. I came to encourage you, keep waiting because God's promises are not subject to time. They do not have an expiry date on them. Keep waiting because God keeps his promise. Neither is God's promise subject to circumstance. Let nobody tell you you're too young or too old to lay claim to God's promise. You can lay claim to God's promise regardless of what circumstance you may be up against. Secondly, God's promises are certain to be fulfilled. God's promises are certain to be fulfilled. You see, we live in a day and an age where people make very casual promises. 
There were days when a man's word was his bond. Not anymore. There are few and rare people whose word is still reliable. And that is why there are many people who live with numerous broken promises. But I came to encourage you this day that God in heaven makes promises that are certain and will surely be fulfilled. He is not a man to lie to the Son of Man to change his mind. Unfortunately, the worst example of broken promises are politicians and they are constantly in the leadership space. They are constantly in the media space and they are now known uh, to break almost every promise that they make to an extent that every time you hear a politician articulate a manifesto of a political party, you can be sure that they will keep the promise and the promise is to break every promise they are making. It is unfortunate, but we have a God in heaven who keeps every promise he makes. So his promises are certain to be fulfilled. The Bible tells us in Numbers 23 verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Those are rhetorical questions. When God speaks, he acts. When God promises, he fulfills. And this sets him apart from any authority figure you could possibly imagine because his word is his bond. Actually, God is inseparable with his word. God and his word are one and the same. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You cannot separate God from his word because what he says, he acts. What he promises, he fulfills. So God's promises are certain to be fulfilled. And I pray that you and I who are followers of God, you and I who are followers of Jesus, may our word be our bond. May we reflect the God that we represent. May we follow through every promise that we make in 2020 and fulfill the same by the grace of God. But thirdly, God's promises are varied and numerous. Firstly, God's promises are not subject to time or circumstances. Secondly, God's promises are certain to be fulfilled. But thirdly, God's promises are varied and numerous. You see, someone has attempted to count the number of promises God has made to man in the Bible. This person has found 5,647 promises that God has made to man in the scriptures. Those are many, considering that the Bible is made of about 31,000 verses of scripture. Can you imagine 5,647 promises God has made to man? Those, by any count, are very many promises. But you know what? Joshua makes a very interesting declaration. In the book of Joshua chapter 21, verse 45, the Bible says, not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. God made numerous promises to the nation of Israel. And Joshua, this statesman, at the close of his life and leadership journey, he reminds the children of Israel that not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. 
every one was fulfilled. God's promises are varied and numerous. You see, God has promises for health. God has promises for your well-being. God has promises for your prosperity in life. God has promises for your provision. God has promises for your peace. God has promises for nations. The promises of God are varied and numerous. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. You see, unlike Isaac, who had only one blessing in his arsenal to give and to bequeath to his children, and Esau tricked his brother, I mean, Jacob uh, tricked his brother Esau and secured this one uh, blessing. You know the story of the Bible. So Isaac has his two sons, Jacob and Esau. And Jacob overhears a conversation between his father and his son Esau. And Esau goes out to get some game for his elderly father because there was was a, a promise that was attached to that meal, a blessing. Jacob overhears this conversation and he schemes to get this blessing. And while Esau is out in the field um, looking for game, Jacob prepares this sumptuous meal and his father blesses him, thinking it was Esau because he had disguised himself just like Esau, including wearing the, uh, his brother's clothes. And when Esau returns from the field with, the, with this game and he prepares his meal, and when he approaches his father, his father realizes, oops, I gave the blessing to the wrong person. And he cries and says, do you have only one blessing? Do you only have one blessing? And his father says, your brother Jacob came shrewdly and he took your blessing. And I cannot change that. And Esau wept because there was only one blessing in store. God our Father is not like Isaac, who has only one blessing or one promise. He has varied and numerous blessings and promises in his word and in his store for you. But the big question is this as I close. What promise of God are you laying claim to in 2020? What promise of God are you laying claim to in 2020? There is only one way to lay claim to God's promises. It is by faith. We lay claim to God's promises by faith. The Bible tells us about uh, Abraham and how Abraham laid claim to God's promise. In Romans chapter 4, verse 18 to 24, the Bible says, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, underline the word believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. So he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised, this is why it was credited to him as righteousness. 
the words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Faith is a currency that procures the promise of God. Faith is a password that unlocks the chest house of God's promises. Yours is to believe. Yours is to believe. This is how we lay claim to the promises of God. My prayer is that you will lay claim to God's promises in 2020 because they are varied and they are numerous. The Lord bless you richly. Please keep in touch with us. We would like to know uh, how you're engaging with this message through our social media platforms uh, at the bottom of the screen. My name is Patrick Kuchu from System Church Online. The Lord bless you richly and lay claim to God's numerous promises. Amen.